Welcome back to the Moms That Lead podcast. Have you ever been told you need to work on your leadership presence? What exactly did that mean to you? I think today's conversation with leadership expert and executive coach and repeat Moms That Lead guest, Sean Overcast, will make you think a little bit differently about it. Building on our last series about leadership learning from our shared experience of the past 18 months, we're going to spend some time rethinking and reimagining different leadership competencies and skills. The time is ripe to re-explore the first phase of the Moms That Lead leadership development path, ground. It's a good time to ground your leadership so that it is aligned with your purpose and vision. I'm confident these upcoming episodes will help you on that journey. But before we jump in, for those of you who didn't get to listen to episode 18 when Sean was on last time, here's a brief intro. Sean takes a holistic approach to executive coaching engagements, driving sustainable growth and change, ensuring her clients have continued success far beyond the term of the coaching engagement. She has coached leaders at all levels, including C-suite executives, senior leaders, and high-potential managers and directors across a variety of industries, including education, transportation, technology, healthcare, finance, and hospitality. And we are so excited to have her back on the Moms That Lead podcast. Speaking of Moms That Lead, if you're new here, here's a little bit about me and the Moms That Lead movement. Are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers and that leadership is not about position. But instead, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever, and I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Welcome back to the Moms That Lead podcast, Sean. It's great to have you back again. And I love that you're able to share some of your expertise and experience as we dig into the topic of leadership presence today. Thank you. I'm excited to be back and to be thinking about my experiences and perspective on some of the leadership opportunities and see what I can share and where we can go in our conversation. How have you been since we last spoke? Any updates that you'd like to share? Since the last time we spoke, my previous position was uh, in a leadership role for a boutique consulting firm working with Gotham Culture. Gotham is a company that is focused on all things related to culture and leadership in organizations. I did a lot of reflecting and I looked at the the business industry uh, here within the United States and saw the challenge that women, particularly women in leadership, faced through the pandemic. And seeing 
the numbers of women that had left the workforce, or even still, we see huge turnover from organizations, many of which are women who were burnt out, who were exhausted, who didn't feel they were in an empathetic environment, did not feel they could be their authentic selves. And so most recently, within the last couple of months, I have stepped away from Gotham to focus more specifically in supporting women through times of transition. Here we're in a time of crisis, and that's certainly a time of transition, but we also see it whether we're going out or returning from maternity leave or family leave, women that are promoting into organizations or levels of leadership that are more dominated by men, women that are taking on new or different responsibility with different dynamics of teams. So really looking to support women through all of those different transitions. And I have found that the experience is much more similar than we could imagine in any one of those transitions. Oh, well, that's fascinating. I, I can't wait to see where that goes and to hear about the community that you're building and all of the different ways that you are able to impact women in transition. Thank you. Leadership presence, I think, is a topic that definitely I know when I was a new leader was always a topic that came up is frequently a skill that particularly new leaders get asked to develop. But I think it could also apply. We probably have a lot of people who, after going through the last 15 months, maybe made a change in their professional life or have determined that they want to lead differently in other areas of their life and maybe want to develop leadership presence in a different way. So I think today's conversation will be very valuable, uh, regardless of where people are in their careers. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that in the last probably six to eight months. As I speak with other women who are in leadership positions, but who have and who have survived the Mm -hmm. time of the pandemic with whether or not they have childcare responsibilities or household responsibilities, but just the stress and pressure and burnout of managing through those last 15 months or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, leadership presence is something that could mean a lot of different things to different people. So I'd love to hear your perspective on how do you define leadership presence? It was a fun journey for me going back, thinking about when did I first come become aware of leadership presence? And it was very early in my career as I was a leadership developer. My role was to design content and we called it executive presence as a key competency that all leaders needed to have. And one of my responsibilities as an instructional designer was to research it and look at what are the behaviors, uh, what are the skills that are needed to be able to teach someone executive presence. And being a new, inexperienced leader myself, I sought to see how can I build this for myself. And as I looked around to look for models, role models, to see what does executive presence look like? What does it feel like? How will I know it when I see it? I was surrounded by 
examples of men in leadership, mm. which is still a challenge that women in leadership face today. It's getting better, but we're not there yet where we are surrounded by executive women to look at how do they demonstrate presence. And I would say that it looks very different from mm -hmm. the way that a man would demonstrate presence. And what I saw was how they dressed, how they walked, hmm. how they projected their voice, the way that they stood in front of a room. And I went on a path to see, well, how do I model that? Mm -hmm. And that is anything but authentic. <laughs> that is waking up in the morning and putting someone else's shoes on and learning how to walk awkwardly mm -hmm. in those shoes. I know we're on a podcast, so you can't physically see me, but I don't project a strong male dominating voice. I prefer to wear dresses, particularly in the summer. And I don't stand the way that a man stands in front of a room. Mm -hmm. And so I was faced with either I just don't have it or there's got to be a different way for me to demonstrate leadership presence. That is so interesting and I think so relevant to the Moms That Lead audience as well because like I mentioned, I, I think new leaders in particular are often told, you know, you need to develop leadership presence. And I'm guessing, and I could be wrong here, but I'm guessing that that gets told to women a lot more than it gets told to men. And hearing from you about the different ways that you can demonstrate leadership presence kind of reminds me of an experience that I had. You know, I was, it was years back going into my son's kindergarten classroom and the teacher, you know, kindergartners are just crazy, loud, all over the place. But that teacher whispered. And when she whispered, the kids listened. And it wasn't her projecting her voice, which is something that I've kind of always taken pride in being able to get up and project my voice because by nature, I'm very quiet. So I feel like if I'm in front of a room, I need to project my voice to, to show the leadership presence. But just seeing her do that and see so many other leaders like yourself display it in a different way really was kind of heartening in that there are many different ways to display that leadership presence. So as you were thinking about that, how did you get past that kind of impasse that you were at in terms of either I don't have it or there has to be a different way to do it? It took a little while. It took... And, and probably at the cost of my own self-confidence as a leader, because trying to do those things, to model the things that I saw in the very successful, good male leaders around me, I was never fully confident in my own abilities, let alone what I looked like in front of or sounded like in front of people that had a deeper impact on my confidence and trust in myself. It affected decision-making, it affected communication on a, on a smaller one-to-one -one scale or one-to-few scale. And so I probably went through that journey for a period of time early in my leadership career. I don't really know when the turning point was, although I think it was 
probably an experience that was, I've had enough of this. There's got to be a different way. Mm -hmm. And in talking with other women in coaching other women, gosh, I just learn so much in every conversation I have with so many different women in leadership in transition. And they do receive the feedback about presence. And my job isn't to solve it for them. It's to help figure it out for themselves. And what I've come to realize through all of that work and through my own leadership journey is that leadership presence isn't something that we get by looking outside of us. It's something, and certainly we can look for role models, but it doesn't look the same for every Mm -hmm. person. We get it by spending time and looking within ourselves to see what do I need to be able to be present, to feel present with those in the room, and then making decisions about what does that need to look like? What might I need to adjust in my behavior? The skill building journey can can move from there. But presence begins within. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. I was, this happens to me almost weekly. (laughs) (laughs) But I was reminded of presence not too long ago by my younger daughter. And I think this is something with your listeners that many of us can identify with that we are physically present with our children a lot. We are cooking dinner, we are helping with homework, we are running errands, we're at sports events, we are cleaning the house, a lot of interaction and time to be present with our children. We're answering questions, we're making decisions, we're responding to mommy, 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 all day, especially in the summer when they're home more. And one day my daughter took my face in between her little hands and directed my face toward her face. And I could see her. And she said, are you listening to me? (laughs) Not being mean or, you know, she just was honestly wanted my attention physically stopped me with a very sweet hands on my face Mm -hmm. to say, are you listening? And I wasn't, I was just doing. Mm -hmm. And that moment of being able to see her is one of those reminders of needing to be present. If my desire is to be present, that there are things I need to do to keep my house, my personal house in Mm -hmm. order to find that presence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we know it when we experience it. There are other times with our children where we can fully see them. When we're sitting at the dinner table, things are quieter, maybe calmer, depends on what dinner time looks like at your house, but we can have conversation, we can ask about each other's day, and we can listen the answer about each other's day when we're maybe sitting and and playing a game while we're on vacation things are a little bit more quieter more focused more present Mm -hmm. and we know what that feels like 
we know what that looks like. And it's a very different experience in the mind and body than those moments where we're so frantic and multitasking. That's so true. And as, as you're talking, I keep thinking that, you know, even as we were planning to talk about this topic, leadership presence in my mind always relates to someone kind of standing in the front of a room talking, but it really is so much more about being present. It's in the uh, term itself. And I think that's a lot of people recently are talking about being present and, but I, for some reason, never put leadership presence together with being present with the people that you're with, put those two together. But I love this take on it. And I think about, obviously your employees are not going to come up and, and put their hands on your face and ask if you're listening, but it is whether you're in a one-on-one conversation with someone or if you are up on that stage in front of a room, you know, are you present with those that you are trying to lead? And that may look very different if you're in the front of the room, but it's still, are you listening to them? Just like your daughter asked you, you know, are you listening? Do you feel me? Do you know what I need? Yeah. And in leadership, it's, it depends on what the, the role is of the leader at that time. You know, there are very charismatic times when leaders need to stand at the front of the room and own the room mm-hmm. to communicate vision, to communicate a change in, in, in direction or strategy to respond to crisis. That is a certain type of presence. Mm-hmm. Think about leaders even public figures or leaders that we've had in our experiences, the ones that are really great to watch and really inspiring, you feel like they're talking right to you. Mm -hmm. And the only way they could be talking to you is because they have the empathy to understand what is it that people are feeling, experiencing. And I believe that the way to that is to get in touch with what it is that your experience mm-hmm. is. So what advice would you have, you know, for women who are trying to get in touch with that or trying to start from within, like you talked about? I'll share an example you know, during the pandemic. I think that was ripe with opportunity for leadership lessons and experiences and reflection. I was leading a team during the pandemic that was based in New York City, which was the, you know, the epicenter for crisis in March. Mm -hmm. And the team was really struggling personally, uh, mentally, emotionally, and still desiring to do their job. But there was a lot of difficulty and compromised well-being through that period of time. And my initial reaction was, gosh, I want to fix it. I want to help them. I want to solve the problem. Uh, What's the way to do that? But then we'd have conversations during the day. And at night, as I would sit and things were quiet, I would reflect on the honest fact that I was having the same fears, the same concerns, and had to sit with that to see how do I lead from this space where I don't feel 
full. I don't feel confident. Everything Mm -hmm. was certain and mixed up. So I, at that point, just did all I could do was to sit and listen and understand what their fears were, what their concerns were, and to take what I see to be a very brave step to share with them that I too was experiencing some of the difficulty. I know I didn't do that in the first conversation, maybe not in the second. And that's where I say it was a brave, courageous move because the only way I could lead them through that was to help them see and hear that I am there with you. And it feels vulnerable as a leader. I think we often want to control what we portray, but I also have really come to see it as our superpower. Mm -hmm. Our ability to share what's on the inside is where people connect. Mm -hmm. So that having that courage to share and be vulnerable with those that you're leading is kind of the starting point where if you had a woman who wanted to go beyond that, what would you suggest once she has taken steps to do that? What are the next steps in terms of developing that leadership presence or displaying it? Yeah. So definitely there was a lot of reflection, a lot of time to be able to listen, listening to what are the thoughts going on in my mind? What are the feelings in my gut or in my body, which is a a muscle to build. We're not in our culture are not good listeners to what's happening on the inside. Everything is outwardly focused, but the tangible steps to get there, I think are twofold. One of them is what we would call Mm self-care. And really what I bucket into that is, are you sleeping? (laughs) Are you eating nutritious food? Mm -hmm. And are you moving your body? And if any of those are compromised, you know, back to us being present with our children, think about the early days when we're not sleeping, Mm -hmm. just moving through the day, but the being really honest with how much sleep do I need? What is the day that I have ahead of me tomorrow? We don't always have total control over that, but being mindful of it. And there are some really great apps that help you with at least monitoring what your sleep patterns Mm -hmm. are. Nutrition. I don't know about you, but when I'm stressed, my eating habits are all over the place. Either I'm eating terrible food that makes me feel slow and tired. I can't be present in that. Or I'm drinking way too much coffee and not eating enough and I'm jittery and I'm going to make someone else crazy (laughs) in that state. So those pieces of self-care, you know, You could take it further and go and get yourself a massage or acupuncture or facial. And those things are lovely, but the very basics are sleep, food, and movement. Mm -hmm. The second piece of that, and I was sharing with you before we started the recording, is something that is, I'll call it a practice. Mm -hmm. It's something that we have to practice every single day. And I know some women that are really good at it. I'm not one of those women, but it's setting boundaries. And Brene Brown has spoken about boundaries as in a way that makes it very positive and helps to reframe. Sometimes I'm setting boundaries, whether I need to get more sleep or I need to adjust my 
diet, or if I just need to close the door and not be interrupted before I'm having a conversation, I would do better to establish boundaries. Um, that's an individual practice and how people can go about doing that. But I do find that if we can set the boundaries with ourselves, we have more ability to be present with those that we're trying to lead. Yeah, I think you can't get up and like you said, own a room if you don't have all of those foundational building blocks in place as well. People know when we're running on fumes and it's mm-hmm. not its not to their advantage. If we're not giving the best of what we've got, they're not getting from you what they deserve and what you're accountable for as a leader. So d- during times of the pandemic and stress, these are all much easier said than done. But that's where I come to see this as your superpower, because it is a strength building exercise. And the better we can get at beginning within with my sleep requirements, my nutrition requirements, my movement requirements, and honest boundaries, then presence is almost easy. Definitely, because you're then more able, I would think, to be other focused because you've gotten yourself, I don't want to say taken care of, but you at least, again, have that foundation, uh, a good starting point as opposed to wanting to be other focused, but you haven't taken care of yourself and that just can spiral out of control and into a, a really bad place pretty quickly. Yeah. And I alluded to that earlier, but the the impact, there are lagging impacts to not doing that work of beginning within, you know, the, the negative side of that was the lacking self-confidence, the impact of that on making decisions, on being able to set and lead a vision to get people on board with a change or transformation effort. Those are the, the results or the outcomes of being a present leader. If we're not taking care of those other pieces and we're lacking in the self-confidence, those things take the hit versus mm-hmm. when we are feeling our best and we're able to hear what the people need, what the people are feeling without all the distraction of like the dinner, the errands, the decisions, mm-hmm. all the stuff that is surrounding us then we can be much more effective with the decisions we're making, with our confidence and our ability to take on and do really hard things. But it begins within, not in a classroom or watching someone else to see how they do it. Yeah, it begins with everything we've talked about. And then beyond that, knowing who you are. I know we've talked about it, Moms That Lead, you know, the first step is grounding and and getting clarity, getting clarity around your strengths, your values, so that you know who you are, so that you can then more effectively lead others. Thank you for this conversation. It's been uh, truly enlightening for me. As I mentioned, I had a kind of a different vision when I was talking about leadership presence. But as I reflect now, it really isn't that different. And I know that I'm going to remember that image of someone taking my face in their hands and just ask if they're listening anytime, whether I am just leading my kids. Obviously, that's very relevant, but then also leading community groups and and leading different teams. Are you listening? And I guess I'd add too, you know, are you okay to listen? 
Are you, are you ready to listen? Are you ready to listen? Mm-hmm. Well, we have one question that we are asking all of our guests this season, and I would love to hear your thoughts on it. What's the one leadership lesson that you feel most passionate about passing on, whether that be to those who you lead, to your clients, to your kids? What's that one leadership lesson that you'd like to pass on? I think I would phrase it as to trust yourself. I am raising two girls one a preteen, one very much a teen. And there are a lot of outside influences. And it's easy to override what they feel or believe about themselves. My question for them whenever they're facing a challenge with a friend or a teacher or a decision is, what do you feel is the right answer, right or wrong. But what do you feel is the right answer? I guess two words to to emphasize there, you and feel. They're not always able to respond. And for myself in making decisions, I'm not always able to answer that right away. But I cannot say enough how powerful it is when someone makes a decision based on their own passion or belief or value, you can move mountains with that. You don't, you can't lose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as human beings, you have an opportunity to make a different decision tomorrow. Right. (laughs) We live and learn, but there's so many pressures that challenge our confidence and trusting ourselves what marketing is all about. You open your any social media and look through all of the ads there. And it's challenging the trust in yourself. It's saying, you need this, you need this. Mm-hmm. You have this problem, you have this gap. But absent of that, or if we sit back and say, how do I feel? We're not filled with all of those gaps and deficiencies. A lot of the answers are already within us. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being on today. Again, really appreciate your perspective. And I know that this is going to benefit a lot of mom leaders out there. So thank you for the time today. Thank you for having me, Terry. And thank you for offering this as an opportunity for this community of moms and leaders. We don't get to talk enough about the true experiences. And I think the value of community and hearing other people's honest experiences is really valuable. So thank you. Wow. Definitely a lot to think about from that conversation. Has your definition of leadership presence changed? What does it mean for you to be present as a leader? Here are some takeaways. Number one, Leadership presence looks different for different people. It is more about being present and having empathy for those you're leading than it is about dressing or speaking in a certain way. Number two, the most inspiring leaders, those who you feel like are speaking right to you, even if you're in a room with hundreds of people, are those who have empathy to understand what the audience is feeling. Number three, 
If we set boundaries for ourselves, we can be more present for those we lead. Number four, when we do the work to start within, to care for ourselves, it leads to greater self-confidence that helps us to be more present with those we lead, make better decisions, and help lead teams through transformation efforts. And number five, trust yourself. A lot of the answers are already within you. Lots to think about. I challenge you this week to spend at least five minutes each day to think about one change that you can make to be more present that day with those you lead at work, in the community, or at home. And as always, until next time, lead with love.